Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad city, broken out a bad, I would a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, utter bad day, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flats, flat, a party, a rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tattered. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? All right, 855-212-4CBS, brought to you by GEICO, our toll-free hotline. Uh, you know you can save a bunch of money on your car insurance. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance like Carver High did. Uh, Tim Graham will join us tonight from 1270 in Shabbat as the Bills uh, earn their playoff berth with a win over the Steelers last night at Heinz Field. Their first 10-win season since 1999. They were partying like it's 1999 at 2 in the morning when the team arrived back in snowy Buffalo. Uh, big game, big win. Uh, bottom line is they're better than uh, the Steelers. They have a better uh, offense, a better quarterback, a better running game, a better defense. And... That's why they beat him. I mean, I thought Duck Hodges looked like crap. And you can't even bench him because Mason Rudolph's worse than him. They don't have an offense, so they're not winning anything in the playoffs because they can't score. And we knew it would be 13-10, so the game was 17-10. And what did, what did they throw a pick in the end zone at the end of the game? Two, actually. You thought it was over on the first one, and then the Steelers, I didn't see that. Steelers ended up getting the ball back with like a minute Why, 35 a, left. What was there, a penalty or something? Well, they had a couple timeouts, and, and on third down, the Bills actually got called for a hold, which stopped the clock, and they that was basically like a free timeout for the Steelers. I stopped they? watching on the t- tight end touchdown. I was watching Dublin murders. Very big, as you know. Oh, yeah. The Dublin murders, very big. So on the Tyler Croft touchdown, you were out at 17-10. Well, at 17-10, I gave up because 34C started giving me uh, the friction because Whoa. of the, the swearing. The swearing in the house. There were, I had friends over, and there was just abusive language, and it was offensive, and it was fantastic. And then she said... Uh, either turn on Dublin murders or we're drying up the well for a month. You know what that means? Exactly. So I went, oh, well, we can watch that in the front room. So I went in the front room and watched uh, Dublin murders, and I never saw the end until I never saw the end. Uh, Look, the Steelers— I never even saw the highlight. Steelers had the ball a couple more times, but after they scored that touchdown to start the second half— the Bills' defense just did not let them do anything else after that. They never let them get a yard. That simple. After that, after that touchdown, it was over after that for them. They never got a yard. It was the type of game that we thought it was going when to they be. Scored, when they scored on the tight end pass, right, I knew they weren't going to get another touchdown. I knew they were not going to score. But not the they, way the Bills But So when they threw the ball in the end zone, how close were they to the end zone? Uh, 
25, 30 yards out, both right. of them. And so they were like fourth down passes? Both were fourth down passes, yeah. Right. Uh, and then they picked that off too? They had two picks in the last two minutes, yeah. He chucked him up there. I mean, it was just, you know. He's terrible. He's but he's, ter- he's a fourth-string quarterback. I know, he's, I mean, to- he's terrible. Look, this is what you thought you were going to get when Ben went out, and they ended up giving you a ride. Yeah, they're they're sti- still And they could still make the playoffs. They're, they're not well, finished. They have to beat the Jets. That's it. They have to win that game on Sunday. And then, uh, I'm going to the game. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Shut, shut, shut the, the, the J-E-T-S up. game on Sunday? Shut up. Don't say anything. Oh, I see what's going Shut on. Shut up. Uh, that only cost me 1500 Like 1500 to get a... I got the juice seats with the club food. Oh, that's the best up there. I was there for guns. Uh, one of the two gun yeah, shows, I, I was in that section. I went, I'm going there, allegedly. That's what I got. Well, And now I was about to say to you, too, I pray for some good weather for you. But since you're going to be there, it, it don't matter. I mean, you're going to be styling. I guess you're, it won't you're matter. You're in good shape. It won't matter. Although, I don't even, as you know, I, I wouldn't want to go to that place ever. But, you know, it's the whole deal, the whole day of going to that joint. It's a nightmare. It's just, it's just the good thing is the Jets suck. So, there's, you know, maybe there won't uh, be that much traffic. You know, the Steelers will mess around the with The Steeler them. fan travels well. so they did, But they're going to mess around with the Jets. That game will go into the fourth quarter with five minutes left. It'll be a tie game. You know it. Well, that's because you saw it last night. That's what the Steeler offense is going to give you. Uh, Greg Bell will join us from the Tacoma Trib uh, in uh, up in the Northwest talking about the Seahawks. They got a big game this week with Arizona, but they're laying nine and a half. Mop, Josh Gordon out once again. I know. We'll talk about that. Mafia, did you um, get those uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls for the NFL this week? Yes, I got them. We'll be working on them throughout the show. I hope they go better than uh, yesterday's. <laughs> Listen, I just, I'll just i be brief about one thing. I knew my day was over. You know when my day was over, Carver High? What game do you think uh, my day was over? Was it a 1 o'clock game or a 4 o'clock game? A 1 o'clock game. It was the Washington fumble oh, on the, the last f- play. That what fumble, a, yeah. What a disgrace. Were, I already had that one in the bag, getting six. Game was over. Over. Last play, he fumbles, and the guy and the guy that recovered it weighed like 300 pounds. And Nigel, it was Nigel Bradham, former went, Bill. And, but he went like, like 80 yards. And, and, you know, that's one of those situations where a lot of times you see guys, they just fall out, they go down, they know the game's over. He was like busted it. He wanted that six in the worst way, Nigel it Bradham. It cost was, everyone oh. in Vegas a ton of money. And then my, the rest of my day went like this. Raiders up 16-3. They lose. It just one after the next, the games. I lost. But I hit the um, – I mean, I hit a few, and I'm, and I'm hitting tonight, so. Yeah, that Falcons touchdown hurt me bad. I hit the Falcons. I had them. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, the Saints are up 27 to nothing. Need I say more? Drew Brees now the all-time leader in touchdown passes. Greatest player in the history of the world. Uh, Joe Burrows won the Heisman in a rout. And he very emotional. He said that his coaching in a lifetime contract. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm just glad Johnny Manziel showed up to the event sober. Nothing, nothing tells you more about how far away it's been since that award has mattered than Saturday night with a guy who had the – who had a, listen, he had a great season. We, we right. talked about Burroughs a lot, but, right. like, the biggest margin of victory ever in the hot, like, 
Did you think that like that guy had such a great year that he had, that he deserved the greatest landslide like, the ever? The greatest landslide in Heisman voting, like yeah. that shows you that that award means zero now. All credit to the kid; he had a great year. Except but... to the guy that wins it, it, right. it but, but it's and very you, nice. And to every win year it. you get to go in that dopey room with all the old timers right. there. Instead of, you know, <laughs> but I don't, I don't watch it, and I never will. Nobody and watches no it. No one cares. Anymore. In fact, that how can shows how the worst. can you watch it? When they stretch the thing out for an hour, an it hour. takes them an hour an to hour. hand the trophy well, to the guy. That, but I'm talking about the awards they do before that take three hours. Oh, but the, the actual Heisman ceremony Bro. is an hour telecast. I didn't watch one second of that. I watched, listen, you know what I watch now? I watch I know. You're, you're on La the Liga, soccer, the Primera, just, it, it's going Buntas. Well. Premier, I watch every soccer game in the world. I watch round of 16 for the Champions League. I watched, coming fi- in a couple I watched weeks. 50 games this weekend. Did you see me tweeting? I watched 50 games. I had a buddy come over yesterday watching the football. It's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to watch the UFC last night. They were, they were watching the Heisman Trophy. I'm like, who the hell watches that? Like, why would no you? One. I would have walked out the door if they were doing that no where one. I was. No one. Uh, two big name pitchers got deals. Baumgartner, five years Arizona. He didn't get his $100 million, did he? He got 85. That shows you where he is. He's an old man now. Yeah, I hate and to that's tell you. exactly what he's doing. He's there, going out for a little retirement gig that's out in what Arizona. That is. And he's only 30, but he's going out for a retirement gig out in Arizona. How many? He got five years? He'll get two good years at best. Maybe one. Corey Kluber goes to the Texas Rangers. That's what they got instead of Rendon. So you basically got Kmart. Right? Am I wrong? Corey Kluber, he don't matter no more. He's still good, but... Uh, I mean, he won the Heisman two years ago. He won the Heisman. But he was hurt a lot. I mean, the Heisman, geez. The Cy Young. Everyone's winning Everybody. the Heisman. Might as well give the Heisman to everybody. It shows you how little that award means that they're now giving it to baseball players. Uh, big trade in the NHL is the uh, Devils trade Taylor Hall to Arizona for picks and prospects. And a number one. Now, here's the deal. That's a great deal for the Devils and a bad deal for Arizona because Arizona, he's a free agent. It's not a bad deal if Arizona has a deep playoff run. Or if they – but do you think he'll sign with Arizona? No, there's no chance. So they re- they gave up the farm for that guy. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. No, I don't. So forget it. it. They got burned on that deal. You can't even deny it. He's a good player. But they got a number one draft pick out of it and another one. And Only one of the three prospects is really bi- is a big prospect. The number one. Well, that for, besides the one number one, I mean, out of the, oh, three, the, prospects. the three prospects, they said which the, one's good? The defenseman is a, is a former first round. All right, uh, Tim Graham up first tonight on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, Tim Graham of twelve seventy AM in uh, Buffalo joins us. Our good friend. Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, there, Timmy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Happy holidays to you too. Uh, so, uh, I, I said earlier in the show, uh, by the way, Breeze just threw another one. It's 33 nothing. The Colts look fantastic tonight. I just wanted to say that um, I said earlier in the show, and I think this sums it up, uh, the Bills are, are better than the Steelers. Uh, they have a better quarterback, a better running game, a uh, better defense, and uh, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, the Steelers, uh, Duck, uh, Hodges sucked in that game. I don't think he – he was pretty good in the other games that he played, and he didn't screw up. But in this game, he gave him just one gift after the next, four interceptions the whole night. He was terrible. He couldn't gain a yard. So, I mean, I thought the Bills – it should have been worse. He was more myth than talent, and I think we knew that deep down when it came to Duck Hodges. He was a great story, but there's a reason he was the camp arm, the fourth quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, he He shouldn't have been starting in the NFL – this season and maybe never starts again, depending on what like Tomlin wants to do. But yeah, he looked every bit that type of quarterback last night. 
I think that the Bills' defense really showed out. Uh, there was doubt coming into that game, or at least you, you maybe looked at it as a coin flip proposition between Pittsburgh's defense and Buffalo's defense. But you mentioned, uh, you know, going down the checklist there where Buffalo was better. That's one of the few games, I think, that you knew going into it that the Bills had the advantage at quarterback because he, the jury's still out on Josh Allen because he's not an orthodox quarterback. He's cut more of the cloth of, you know, we were looking at some stats last night, and, and I think that if he if he's able to throw for another touchdown and run for another touchdown in these last two games, he's the only two quarterbacks who've had as many running and passing as, as he in a, in a season is Cordell Stewart and Cam Newton. Uh, you know, he's, he's more Lamar Jackson uh, than he is anything else in terms of low yardage, uh, get you down in the red zone, and because he's such a threat to run, that's maybe where he gets uh, his touchdown passes. He's not chucking it into the end zone from 50 yards out, which is what you thought you were getting when he left Wyoming, the, the arm strength and all that, and people just didn't realize how great of a runner he was. Uh, so he is a bit of a, a weapon in an unorthodox way because you look at his his passing stats and you're like, well, I don't know. Uh, I think he's ninth or something like that in passing yardage in the AFC, if I'm not mistaken. You know, something along those lines. So, yeah, I, going into that game though, that that's one where those fans could feel comfortable that they had the better quarterback, and uh, they haven't been sure of that uh, through the first. 13 games. Yeah, well, you know, I got to tell you, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing, is he good enough or is he, uh, you know, he's not this, he's not that, and the jury's still out, and he's, uh, and you got to wonder about the Bills quarterback. It's just such nonsense. The guy has finally arrived. He's a good quarterback, and he keeps winning. They won 10 games, for Christ's sakes. I'm sick of hearing about it. The guy kicked the Steelers' ass, and let me say this. He's six foot five. He's a monster, but the thing that I want to say about that team is this guy, Tredavious White, he is now the Band-Aid for Gilmore leaving because everyone thought he sucked. Then he became a rock star in Boston. But this guy, I think Tredavious White's better than Gilmore. The, the future at that spot in their back end is just ridiculous. That guy's a freak. Those could be the two all-pro cornerbacks at the end of the year when the votes come in. It could be Tredavious White and Stephon Gilmore. And if Tredavious White doesn't get it, uh, it, and, and Stephon Gilmore does. I think the edge is just because Gilmore has two pick sixes, and uh, Tredavious White should have had a pick six last night, but you can't fault uh, a defensive back uh, throwing a lead block. And uh, if, if his teammate uh, doesn't choose the smaller player, because I think he saw offensive lineman slash running back, well, I'll try to block the running back. Well, the offensive lineman can't, comes and and picks up uh, uh, Tredavious White at the 18-yard line, or else you would have looked at a pick six. But, yeah, he's had great games on national television. And that's the thing that, you know, Buffalo, the, the Bills as an organization, the fan base, you deal with that chip on your shoulder of lack of media coverage. Somebody like Stephon Gilmore is playing in prime time or that A-list game on Sunday afternoon 12 times a year, probably. Uh, whereas the Bills hadn't played on Sunday night football in forever, and um, they had the Thanksgiving game. And so people with those two performances on the road in, in tough places to play, the Cowboys showcase game on Thanksgiving, and you know all those stats about the Steelers in prime time and when they wear their color rush uniforms and, and uh, Heinz Field this and Mike Tomlin that, and the Bills went down there and stomped them. So I think that they are going to now become a chic pick from people who haven't been paying attention 
to jump on these guys and say they're going places because they feel like they need to catch up uh, because they haven't been paying attention to the bills. So these two back to, or these, uh, these performances that they've put together, that they've strung together and pr- a pretty respectable loss to Baltimore last week too, Scotty. Uh, I think that uh, you're going to see the national media really start to, to latch on to these guys. Do you think uh, Tim Graham with his 1270 in Buffalo, do you think they can, because uh, I do, I, I think they can actually, frankly, go to Houston and beat that team. I think they can for make sure. a, a nightmare for, uh, I, listen, I think Hopkins is a badass. I think uh, the quarterback's a badass. I think, um, but I think the I think the Bills are a better football team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Houston and, and J.J. Watt. And there's there's been hints dropped that he might be able to come back in the playoffs. And, and if he does, really, what what semblance of of superstar is he? Is, is he out there in presence? Is it uh, uh, you know what's what's he doing out there? He'll get hurt um, again. But if he's able to get out there and be J.J. Watt, that's obviously a huge difference. Uh, but um, yeah, it looks like that Buffalo is going to play Houston. Uh, it'll be at Houston, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I like Buffalo in that game. Uh, I like Buffalo uh, against Tennessee, obviously. If whoever they play out of the AFC South, if that's who they get, I think Buffalo wins either of those games. Um, I think really Kansas City is is the one that is the one that I'd have to think harder about than than the other two. I think that the Bills could be uh, in the second round of the playoffs for sure. Wow. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you. Uh... This guy, McDermott's done a hell of a job and his staff. Uh, I mean, they mean business. And not only that, uh, they are just well prepared for every game. Do you think that they go to uh, Saturday and care enough, seriously, to try to win that game? Or are they going to cush it because they're in? Uh, What do you think they're going to do this week? Yeah, here's here's where it's a a weird wrinkle. I'd like to hear what Mike wants to happen, uh, what Carver High wants to have happen on this. So if the Bills go to New England and win, which would be a huge psychological lift, right. it's the type of uh, um, uh, it would be a moment that's great for the franchise. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, the general manager, have not beaten the Patriots. Uh, so to go into Foxborough and do it, we could be looking at some symbolic changing of the guard. If they can get after Tom Brady, maybe Tom Brady starts thinking, you know what, you know, <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe you can inch him that much closer to retirement. But if the Bills beat New England. That means that they are then alive for the AFC championship heading into the week, uh, to the uh, season finale, which means now they cannot rest their guys because they'd be, they need to beat the Jets uh, in, uh, in the last game of the season. So it's a backwards thing. But if the Bills lose to New England on Saturday, then they can afford to arrest their guys against the Jets because they're locked in and they don't have to worry about it. But a victory over the, over the Patriots actually might increase the pressure for him a little bit to get a to get a first round bye. Yeah, Tim, I play everybody. That's what I would do. I got this is you know how long this has gone on, Tim. This is an opportunity and sure, the Patriots probably aren't going to lose to Miami the week after that. It is what it is. But this is about taking another step here in this season and what this franchise has done. If they could get a win on Saturday in Foxborough, I think that the confidence just shoots even higher going into the playoffs. Based on me talking to the players yesterday in the locker room after the game and at Sean McDermott's news conference today, and, and they also bring out the, the offensive and defensive coordinator, the mood is – I think the mood is pretty clear that they're going to New England to win this game. But it's an important game for them, um, and then they'll see what happens uh, with the finale. But, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, you'd hate to lose a guy to injury against the Jets heading into the playoffs, but I think 
there's something to be said for making the Patriots work for it, even though, yes, they probably do beat the Dolphins uh, in, in the last game of the year. That's, that's hard for the Bills to count on. But just making the Patriots have to work for every little bit of what they, what they earn is something that the AFC East, the other three teams, haven't been able to do for 20 years. So, yeah, we, the, the Bills can, can make a statement by, at the very least, you know, putting the Patriots to the test. Do you think that, Tim Graham with us, do you think that the Patriots uh, seriously uh, are, are, are like not a you know, dynasty anymore? Do you think they're finished, it's over, that they're going to go down? Because they've lost all the division winners. And, I mean, I, yeah, congratulations, you beat the Bengals. That was the only easy money I made yesterday. I mean, my daughter's team could have beat the Bengals yesterday. But do you think they're finished? Yeah, I think we're looking at the, the end of it. Yeah, they're are they finished in terms of they can, they can be a playoff team moving forward uh, as long as Tom Brady keeps coming back. Let's say Tom Brady, just for the sake of this discussion, has three uh, two more years left in him. They're probably a, a pretty safe bet to return to the playoffs every year Tom Brady's the quarterback um, and that they can make do on defense. But when you start – he doesn't have the weapons and it's hard to just go out there and find these guys. And I think that Rob Gronkowski's retirement was a devastating blow to that offense. Uh, even if he was hurt for four or five games out of the year, uh, what he was able to bring to Tom Brady and the, the dynamic uh, that he, that he provided was, uh, was immeasurable and irreplaceable. And so Julian Edelman is playing on bad legs and he's nursing injuries here. Um, you know, it's reminiscent of uh, however many years ago, 10 years ago when Wes Welker got hurt in the regular season finale heading into the playoffs and uh, he lost his security blanket. Tom Brady did. He doesn't have Julian Edelman at full go. He doesn't have that tight end weapon that he's been used to having over the last, well, since, since Rob Gronkowski entered the league. Uh, yeah, I think we're looking at a team that has lost too many superstars that, that uh, they don't know how to patch those holes. Wow, great stuff tonight, Tim. Hey, uh, love talking about the Bills. Great uh, interview. Always a pleasure having you on the bench again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. Thanks for coming on the bench. All right, boys. Talk to you again soon. Enjoy the game Saturday in uh, Foxborough, Timmy. There you go. Uh, Tim Graham of 1270 in Shabbat You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, only two weeks left in the regular season. The biggest games to decide the playoff positions are at stake. PharrellOnTheBench.com is all over it. Killer picks, every sport, every day. Be a member for the playoffs in January. You won't regret it. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. You're going to need to. She'll spend it on, like, Christmas presents for herself, like a Louis or a Fendi or a Yves Saint Laurent. Great game tonight on Monday Night Football. The uh, Saints are up 34 to nothing. I think that pretty much shows us that the Colts have packed it in. Yeah, really <laughs> good way to close out the – I think there's one more Monday Night game, right, next week. Uh, yeah. Vikings and Packers. That's a good final. game. That's a good one. Hopefully – it's that, a good that'll one. be a great game. There's the a lot Thursday of Thursday night there. schedule closed with a whimper on Thursday, right? Raven Jet game. That was the last Thursday night. Game. That was terrible. I tough was here watch. for that. That, that was, was a tough watch. Oh, the, uh, Sam Darnold's just awful. He'll probably throw five touchdown passes against the Steelers. So, um, 
do you think, because how about this? The Colts are actually, I think, playing like the Panthers or something. Yes, next week. So and they're both laying, teams pretty much playing for nothing. But they're laying seven. How is that possible? The but game's you know, in Indy? W- the game's in Indy, and they're going up against Will Greer. Will Greer, Greer going to get the start. So do you think they can show up for one football game? They've lost six of seven, There's, the Colts. Here's, here's the reason why I bet the Panthers in that game. Uh, just And the Colt D is better than the Panther D. I mean, I know it doesn't say much tonight. They're playing the Saints inside. Right. It, it is what it is. But there's one guy out of both offenses in that game on Sunday that I feel like can put points on the board at McCaffrey. any time. Exactly. That guy's having an all-world year. The Colts are so banged up, and they're sputtering to the finish line here. They're done now. Carolina, you know with that kid playing his first ever game, you know who they're going to keep feeding it to, whether it's handoffs or little screen passes. They're going to keep feeding McCaffrey. So I got to go with the one guy in the game who I feel like. Mavi, do you agree with that? Offense. Or do you think that Brissett and the Colts have at least one game for Frank Reich where they don't puke? You know, that's tough. Not they're eliminated from playoff contention. It's one of those, like, do they pack it in or do they just play out the season? Or do they show some pride at home? I mean, I think they should be able to cover that because we don't know what this group is going to do. You know, the Panthers have put up a lot of points even though they've lost all season, even though they keep losing every game. You know, like even yesterday they put up, what, like 24 points? So scoring hasn't been the problem is that they can't stop anybody. So I guess you got to roll with that, but you don't know what this kid Greer is going to do. That's the problem. He's the unknown. Because you're going to kill McCaffrey, and you're going to dare Greer to beat you. What I mean, seriously, though, I, I get it. Carver High says, feed the McCaffrey all day. Don't let the kid blow the game. Uh, do, you, do you have a hard time betting on some kid that's playing his first game ever? I do have a hard time betting on him, especially in a situation where you know they're just going to be keying on McCaffrey. Because as great as he is, if they've got two guys dedicated to him the whole you know game, every play, he's going to have to find somebody else. And I don't know if he can do that. Yeah, that's that's going to be very interesting to see. So anyway, um, I think the Colts just look absolutely terrible. How can you? I mean, honestly, you you show up on Monday Night Football and you can't even score. I mean, how bad is it that you can't even score? And I got to tell you, the Saints have given up a lot of points, right? They're not like the greatest defense you ever seen in your life. I think they're a little overrated in terms of you know they're ten and three, and you know they'll be six and two at home. Do you really think they're that good uh, defensively? Seriously, the the Saints. You can score against them. Yeah, they've been susceptible to good teams. You know, I'll go down there. I'll go down their record right now. They gave up points in every game. Yeah, there's a lot of them that they got left. There's some that they just shut people out, but there's a lot that they gave Look up. Look at this. A lot. I mean, every single I mean, game. I think their they, D was better last year. They gave up 28 against the Texans. Uh, nine. Uh, they gave up 27 to the Rams. 27 to the Seahawks. The Cowboys' win was 12-10. Buccaneers put uh, 24 on them. The Jaguars 13-6. That was close. Uh, Bears put 25 on them. Uh, Cardinals couldn't score on them. Falcons couldn't score on them. Bucks 17 again. Panthers 31 on them. Falcons 18 on them. And the Niners put 46 on them in that loss at the Superdome. They give up points. That's all there is to it. Yeah, their defense was set and they were good and they felt good about how they were playing. They wouldn't have picked up Jenkins today. So they got the guy from the Giants? They claimed them off for waivers, yeah. He had a great ending to his career in New York with the dropping the R-bomb on everybody and then saying he won't take it back because that's slang in the hood. Like, that was the most pathetic thing. I'm sorry, but this is why I should be allowed to say it. It's the dumbest thing anyone could ever do. Trying to explain what you're apologizing for does not work out in your favor ever. I I actually like what the Giants did for once where you saw a pro football team say, you want to make a fool out of uh, everybody here and and yourself? We're getting rid of you. Right, because you know before he went to the press and did his little apology, they told him, listen, 
You're going to go there. You're going to show contrition. You're going to say you're sorry. And then you're going to shut up. Right. And instead, he made the little apology and then completely undid it by keep, you know continually talking about why it should be okay. Yeah, like he, he really lost his mind. So I like the fact that they cut his ass. And they're not going to tolerate it because he made a lot of money. He had a he had a good contract and everything else, and they just said, "Rip, see ya." Right, Rip. start every game for him. Tear the cord, see ya. You're gone. Bye. That, I love that. Like seriously. So we're gonna talk coming up here about, uh, and, and obviously Greg Bell will fill us in. Can you even believe this guy, Josh Gordon, failed another drug test? You've said it He's a thousand finished. times. You, you you knew the day was gonna come. Like some of us were like kind of like, eh, you know what? You want to just keep. Thinking that maybe people have, you know, that he's changed and he was getting his, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth chance, whatever it was. And right. no, this is the time. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna stay on that path. And unfortunately, um, he just didn't. But didn't I see this was more PEDs? It was right? both. But yeah, it was substance abuse, you know, a drug of substance abuse, which is probably pot, because that's what he's had problems with before. But yeah, also PEDs allegedly. So, so is that uh, this will be it? Yes. So this, they- uh, this has to be the end of the line, right? Oh, keep, he's finished. You're going to keep bringing him back in? No, he's finished. I think that's it for him. Mafia, you think he's done forever? Done, absolutely. I mean, this is five times he's he's done it. He's like he's Steve Howe territory now. Right. How many indefinite suspensions do you get to keep coming off and still screw up? I mean, honestly, you, at some point you just have to, uh, you know what I mean? You got to cut, cut bait. Anyway. What's your boy Peyton doing? Seven and a half minutes left in the game. You're up 34 nothing. And he's still dealing. Still has Drew Brees in there. Oh, they still have men. Yeah, whatever. You guys already got the record. Sit him down. Let him rest. Don't let him take a shot or two that, you know, takes those 40-year-old legs out. Anyway, uh, 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. Uh, so, you know, the one guy I got to say uh, that I, continues to blow my mind and, and it becomes a, an issue is Famous Jameis. This guy has absolutely what have they won like six of seven or something like that and they've and this guy has just been shredding lately he threw 28 of 42 for 458 and four touchdowns yesterday against lions now grant you the lions really do suck at patricia i think you know late in that game remember they got like a pick six or something the bucks and it was like a like it was like watching patricia's you know career end in detroit really watching him on the sideline wasn't it so I'm sitting there watching this Bucks team, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, they're winning every week. Have you seen the tear they've been on? Seriously, like, and remember they were, remember three weeks ago, Arian said, I'm not committing to anybody. Right, and now they're 7-7, seven and seven, right? Dude, they beat the Falcons. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Colts. They beat the Lions. The only game they lost was the Saints 34-17. Before that, they beat the Cardinals. So five of six they've won. And now they take on the Texans on Saturday. So the way that guy's playing. Now the Texans are whatever. They nine, need the game. Nine of, the Texans have to win, they right? Got, they need the game or they could lose the division if they don't win this game on Saturday. Do you think the Bucs can beat them? The way they're on fire. In Tampa? Well, here's the problem now. They lose Evans last week. They lose Godwin yesterday. It's these big weapons that he throws to. And I get it. It seems like he just keeps throwing it anyway. Another guy just comes out and, he, and they keep racking up yardage. But... Man, just a, their second biggest target goes out now. Uh, it seems like so they're losing on, a few So you're guys. on Houston. I'm probably going to be on Houston, especially with how much they need the game on Saturday. 
I'll probably be on the text. What about you, Mafia? Do you think the uh, famous Jameis uh, role can keep going or not? No, I think he'll have another one of his typical games. We'll have like 330 yards and two or three picks because it's only been four games the whole season. The guy has not turned the ball over through the air. And that's not even – I'm not even looking at fumbles yet, so there might be some there during those games. But that's the problem with him is that he'll win these games. You'll be like, wow, he's incredible. You know, he'll throw for a ton of yards. But he doesn't take care of the ball. And, yeah, against crappy teams like Detroit, you can get away with that. Against a team like probably Houston or a team like if you you know somehow make the playoffs, that kills you. You're done. Yeah, I got to tell you. And then another thing uh, is this guy, Trubisky. Uh, yesterday I'm watching him. And, you know, after the game, wasn't he, like, uh, saying things that people didn't like or they construed one way or the other and, it, and everybody started writing stories that Nagy and him don't get along? But here's the deal. I, I'm watching this guy play yesterday, and I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe that guy was the number three pick in the NFL draft. Seriously. I mean, he is kind of ass. I, I can't even watch. He's so it's just so bland. His game is so bunk. When he drops back, I'm scared to death. Like, you know, honestly, when he throws the ball, I, you can't even deny it, right? You don't think that guy's average? He is as average as a rainy day. Honestly, he's terrible. Stop. Just stop. They will never win anything with that guy. Mark my words. And, you know, it's probably true, too, that, that you know, I got to tell you, Nagy's offense is, is like, it really is peanut butter. It is so bad. I mean, how do you win 12 games last year and then you produce this? It was all the stuff that they were doing yesterday. It was just How about awful. the people that thought they had a chance to make the playoffs, including uh, Khalil Mack? What is he tripping? He was uh, useless yesterday also. Honestly. Completely invisible. 855-212-4CBS. We'll find out what happened with Josh Gordon and talk about the Seahawks-Arizona game. They won in uh, Carolina, so the Seahawks keep winning. See, you know, they got the two. I think uh, San Fran's got the five now. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.